Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard talk about how, no matter your circumstances, you can be a thankful parent. All right, we are officially in the holiday season. Uh, We've had Thanksgiving. We're trying to be thankful here today, and we've got season of Christmas ahead of us. A joyous time, but not for everybody. A joyous time. You know, we're coming to the end of the year, and what happens during this year-in time is that we're most of us are pretty reflective of what has gone on, you know, this past 12 months. And I think in the midst of that, perhaps we've had loss, difficulty, struggle, hardship, you know, the loss of a job, the loss of a dream, the loss and our incompletion of something that we wanted to complete. And it becomes a very difficult time as we reflect back on the year because perhaps things have not turned out the way that we wanted them to. And so it's hard to be thankful. It may be more of a of a thought of thank God, I'm alive, and Lord, right. I'm I'm thankful. But you know what? I am miserable on the other side because as I get older, as my family gets older, as we become more ingrained and, and move into more difficult time, it's just hard. Well, we are Parenting Today's Teens. That's our title for this program. So we're talking to parents here. What if the source of that uh, that friction is our teens and we find it hard to give thanks? You know, I, I think that's a very good question if we are in the position where we don't feel thankful. You know what? I would encourage people to do this. The first thing, stop for just a little while. Hmm. Whatever problem you have with the child, whatever difficulty you're going through, let me remind you that it is temporary. It is not going to go on for eternity. You will come to the end of this time, and therein lies our hope. The hope that something's going to stop gives us a sense that we can endure just a little bit longer. When I know that I'm at the end of this hike, that I'm going to be okay, Hmm. and I only have five miles to go, you Mm -hmm. know what? I can get there as long as I know it's going to quit. It's when I don't know that it's going to quit or that we're going to get to a good point that I that I lose hope and and so to every family whatever you're going through whatever difficulty you're having with a child if if that family reunion over Thanksgiving didn't end up like you wanted it to be if if relationships weren't as close as you thought if this was your first time for your child to come back from the Thanksgiving holidays and they didn't spend time with you like they wanted to they wanted to spend with friends and all these images you have didn't work it's temporary you, you stop, you think about it, and move on from that. That's such a good perspective because we do tend to dwell where we are right now. And if we're overcome with worry right now about how things are at the moment and forget that we do have a, a God who's yeah. interested in our future, then, then you know, it's a mess for It us. is a mess. And, 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 you know, I think the hope would lie in, in some scripture here. One of those is that God will bring to completion all that he has started. He, just because your child is going through a tough time, just because you're going through a tough time, you know, with a, with a husband or with a wife, God has started something in this relationship, and he's not going to fail you. And somebody would say, well, how long is it going to last? I'm not God. Hmm. None of us can tell you how long it's going to last as you deal with these things, but I can tell you that you will get on the other side of it. You know, the other thing, too, is that all the training you've done 
in the life of your child is not going to go to waste. I think the tendency is when we struggle, we think that God has either abandoned us, Mm -hmm. so he won't hold to his promises that we're going to complete something, or the other side of it is, my child isn't listening to me. It must have all been a waste. Let me assure you that the seeds that you've sown in the life of your child will come to fruition. It's just not going to be in your time. It won't meet your expectations, perhaps. You know, and it may not look. I mean, you may be thinking that you're sowing seed out there and it's going to look like a like a pear tree. Well, it may come up watermelons. You know, you may think that you're th- sowing seed for grass and it comes up to be a mighty oak. It's going to look different than what you sowed and how you thought it was going to look. But scripture would tell us, don't grow weary in doing good for in due time you will reap if you surely sow. So there's a part of it where I go, you know what? I'm thankful for the effort. I am thankful that God has gotten us to this point. We are going to get to a good place, even though this temporary, this temporary, you know, time of struggle is happening right now. It always happens at the most inopportune time, but perhaps there's, there is a bigger picture that I need to get in the midst of it, and I need to take advantage of the time to grab all the lessons I can from the situation. Prayer is important here as well. For the Christian parent, we have a God who hears our prayers. Absolutely. We need to learn to turn to Him, turn those worries over to Him, and be thankful in return. You know, David, in the Psalms, I, I'm always amazed when I go through and read the Psalms that that David says, Lord, turn your ear toward me. Lord, don't neglect me. Lord, you listen to other people. Lord, my my enemies, they grow fat. What about <laughs> me? It's almost as if God has abandoned us in some way. And I think David's cry to the Lord is this, that I can cry out to him knowing that he will come to me and will not walk away from me. And so that would be the third thing that I would say that, that is so important to families is that God has not abandoned you or your child. I notice in your book, What's Happening to My Teen, that you say we should celebrate being needful of God's care. What, what do you mean by that? that? That's a pretty strong statement. Well, you know, if I have it all together, everything's perfect and right, and everything's just hunky-dory, as, as, as a group of kids would say. I haven't say, heard that one in a while. Well, yeah, then I don't really need a Savior. Why do I need a Savior if I don't really have any needs? Hmm. And there is something about learning to rely on Him, not just when everything is all together and good, but when things maybe aren't together as well and aren't as good as I really had hoped for them to be. It's during that time that I find that he increases and I begin to decrease, that I begin to to focus more on perhaps who I am rather than what I have, that I look at relationships a little bit different and long for something more rather than settling for something less. And so there's a part of it that I go that, that the time that we have to engage with God at a time of the year where we're being reflective, it pushes us to see that the the frivolousness of life Hmm. is there. The depravity of man remains, but it beckons to each one of us to embrace a relationship with the Savior. And sometimes I think maybe that's why we go through those difficult times, so that God will draw us back to Him so that we would continue to look toward Him as we enter the new year. I know it's difficult to see during the height of the storm, but hasn't it been your case that in every, every time 
time, every circumstance, mm-hmm. you look back and say, that's when I learned the most when I was going through this storm. It's not when everything was just, uh, to use your term, hunky-dory. Yeah. But... <laughs> Sorry for that word. But... <laughs> I like that one. It is. You know, I, I think I look back, and I'm always involved in situations that are messes, and and yet we all learn from those times. And so because of that, it it fuels me to get to the next opportunity mm-hmm to learn something more. And I want that, but there's a part of me that goes, I really don't want that. Mm. You know, I begin to realize that the things that I want to do, I don't really end up doing. The things I don't want to do, I end up doing because I realize the nature of who I am. And because of realizing who I am, there is a part of me that wonders uh, perhaps what God is trying to teach me in the midst of it. I can't control all those things myself. I can't hold on to what what I know to be true. I've got to hold on to what he knows to be true. Perhaps the hardest thing to give thanks for is the storm, is the frustration in our life, but it's the very thing that's going to teach us the most. Yeah, I mean, it's a real conflictive attitude. Who wants to have terrible weather hit their home? But yet if we don't, we don't learn the things that we need to learn to get through the fair weather times. Moms, dads, and grandparents are all part of a journey that will change the destiny of their families. And that journey can be changed for the better. Mark Gregston has written three books that will help encourage relationships, strengthen marriages, and help all moms, dads, and grandparents out there stay focused on what truly matters. For moms, Prayers for My Teen, a book of prayers and devotionals to help them stay anchored. For fathers, a devotional for dads, a series of devotions to help them protect their marriage and encourage their children. And finally, Grandparenting Today's Teens is a resource for any grandparent who wants to connect to their teen grandchildren in a meaningful way. Moms, Dads, and Grandparents, three books that can help change them all and change the course of their family's future. You can order Prayers for My Teen, a devotional for dads, and Grandparenting Today's Teens by visiting parentingteenresources.org. Learning to be thankful in the midst of trials, particularly with our kids, our teenagers here today. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, it, it's not an easy thing in the midst of trials, in the midst of struggles. And so I think, you know, what every family ought to hear, you're going to get to the end of this. You know, I think maybe we have in mind that, yeah, I'll get to thankfulness, but let me get this problem fixed first, and then I'll give thanks. You know what? And I I agree with you. I mean, it, that may move me emotionally, but what you have to ask the question of yourself is what if this problem doesn't change? You know, when you have a child that's spinning out of control and you can't do anything about it until they decide to turn around, you've got to learn to live with them and perhaps look for the good things in their life that you can honor and and put a stamp of approval on and be thankful that they are still in your presence. When you deal with a child that may be 25, 30 years old, that is still struggling through some things that, that started when they were teens and you don't see it yet, the tendency is, is that we can move from thankfulness to become very critical and in our criticalness push a child further and further away that we will never, never be thankful for what we see because we're always frustrated at, at their imperfection. 
I mentioned earlier that we are always open to your email questions, and you can send those through our website, parentingtodaysteens.org. Here's a listener comment or email question. Uh, Our daughter is disrespectful, defiant, and always wants things her way. She has a million excuses why she is miserable. I have younger children, ages range from 11 months to 6 years, and Sarah's language around them is unacceptable. Her attitude about life is that nobody understands what she's going through, and she just wants to be left alone. I don't know what to do. I'd be so thankful for any help, she says. I think there's some truth in what uh, her daughter is saying. She may be saying, nobody understands what she's going through. And so at some point, you know what? You assume that that maybe we don't know what she's going through. Maybe there's something that we're misunderstanding. Maybe something is happening to her. Maybe something happened to her that we don't know. Maybe she's feeling pressures that we don't quite understand what those pressures are. And so what we are seeing is the symptoms. Now, as you move into the, the holiday season, it's very easy to say, you know what? I'm not going to give my child the benefit of presence or the benefit of of celebrating with the family because she's being so terrible right now and she's not fitting in the way that we want her to. But you know, the message, I think, of of thankfulness and also the, the coming of the season that we celebrate, the birth of Christ is a message of grace, and it may be giving something to our child at this time that they never have experienced before. And and people would say, well, what is it that they've never experienced? They've never experienced somebody moving toward them and loving them and offering them something in the midst of their disrespectful and defiant ways. That is the time to move toward your child. And so there's a side of it that you may have a Uh, a time to get together over the the holiday season. And you may want to spend time with people sharing what they are thankful for. Can you see your child and the value in your child and be thankful for the goodness that is there in spite of the imperfection Mm -hmm. and communicate that in a way that offers a relationship in the midst of their struggle and say, you know what? We may be at odds with a number of different things, but I am very thankful for you in this arena. I love this about you in this arena. And what that does is is let a child know that there is a mom or a dad or a sister or a brother that is standing there that is capable of loving them amidst their difficulty, offering them something in the midst of their struggle and desiring something in spite of the difficult time. Just love like God does to each one of us. Absolutely. I like your message of grace. Uh, I I say this uh, to my own shame, but as parents, uh, we say, yeah, but they haven't earned that right yet. Well, that's that, right. That's not grace then, is that's it? That's right. It's not grace. I mean, grace is, is, is giving to somebody who hasn't earned it. Matter of fact, they've probably done a number <laughs> of things to, earned it or to, whatever dis, the word yeah, is, yeah. to disqualify <laughs> it. But that's what grace is. It's an offering. And what a better time than during the holiday season. You know what? There's a month left in this year. This may be the time that God is calling you to redeem some relationships with people that you have wronged, perhaps opening the door to people who have wronged you and offering them an olive branch of grace. Perhaps this is the time of the year that God would say, let's leave some things in this year before you enter into the next year. And if you continue to struggle and your struggle has been over and over and over again, then then I would encourage you to do this. Do something different. 
if you haven't got through your struggle with the ways that you've handled it in the past, what's going to change? Then, yeah, nothing's going to change. And so somewhere you say, how can I do it different so I can move closer to that person? And it's learning to be thankful for them in such a way in spite of their uh, indifferences. An excellent challenge to all of us parents here today, Mark. I'm just wondering, since uh, we're giving thanks today and looking ahead to Christmas time, if you wouldn't mind just closing our program and oh, you prayer bet. for parents that will find that place of thankfulness. You bet. Father, thank you for your your mighty love for us. Thank you for loving us through the most difficult of our times. Thank you for loving us when we don't deserve it. And thank you for being a God to us when perhaps we have been godless in our pursuit of other things. We thank you for the way that you have offered so many things to us. Would you help us do the same for those people that are surrounded that we call family, that we call relatives, that we call neighbors and friends. Would you help us move toward them in the same way that you have moved toward us? For that, we are most thankful. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit ParentingTodaysTeens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit HeartlightMinistries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.